I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Howdy, everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast. I am your host, Matt Rossi. With me this week are my two astonishing co-hosts, because I liked the Joss Whedon run on X-Men, even though I don't like Joss Whedon. Um, <laughs> it, but the name was good. Uh, Liz Harper and Joe Perez. Guys, I want to talk about something really fast before we move on to other good stories. Um, did anyone else almost forget 10.0.7 was coming out next week? I do think the timing is very, the timing's weird. I have not forgotten about it because I play a paladin. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and we're getting a nice revamp and I'm like counting the days. Give me my candy. Yes. I have been good. No, Give me my no. candy. But yeah, I, I, I was like sitting here as Liz re- responded to the, to the email, which is, you know, something that happens. We, we go back and forth on it. Uh, partially because, you know, I, I did it a little earlier than I usually do. And so Liz hadn't had time to do her usual mention this stuff. Um, uh, I, but, but the response it's been was a long, long, it's been a long week. I'm yeah, just it's, saying it's been a long week. It's Tuesday and she is not kidding. Yeah. Is long <laughs> um, but one of the things that she mentioned was like, we have a ton of 10.0.7 stuff and it's coming out next week. And literally as we're recording this, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 14th of March. It's coming out on Tuesday, the 21st of March. So yeah. it is from the time you're recording this, it's seven days. Uh, and there's a lot in 10.0.7. There is a lot in this patch. Um, so I figured we could try and talk about at least some of that. Uh, Liz was good enough to send mentions of a few things. And I had popped open some of our posts about it. Uh, so let's talk right now, I think, about the Zascara vaults. Because uh, as Liz pointed out, we have not talked about it very much on the podcast at all. And that's because... I had somehow completely not noticed the Zascarables were happening. So I, uh, Liz, I mean, there's, there's so much going on. It's hard to keep track and so much is happening now. And we're already talking about stuff that's going to happen way later. And we already have this whole roadmap that we're thinking about. And it's like, how do you keep track? Uh, but it does fuel our great content creation engine, which we were talking about on the pre-show. Uh, so Zascara Vaults is this 
I mean, it is, it's a vault that you can go in and explore, but to go in, you need a key to go in and open the vault and get like your treasures. And to get keys, you have to do some farming. You've got to find rares or, you know, other activities to get your keys. And uh, one of the things you'll get in the vaults is a ring. And you can upgrade this ring with different items you find in the vault. And uh, it's supposed to be a pretty good ring. I mean, as you upgrade it, it's uh, supposed to be kind of like the Mechagon. Was it a trinket? They had the Mechagon thing and you could put different yeah. punch cards in. Yeah. 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 And, and customize it. It's supposed to be like that where you can like add different things to it and make it, you know, work a little differently, do different things. And um, Ian has a coastus this afternoon was talking about how, you know, are you going to have to like go in and grind for this forever? And it's like, no, it's going to be a good upgrade. Right now, probably for the most of the player base, but also a lot of the more cutting edge players are going to go into 10.1 into season two and get new stuff. That's going to be way better. So you don't necessarily have to go in there and just grind like crazy to get every upgrade. Yeah, I think that but I do like. Yeah, I, I want to mention really quick. Uh, yeah, the, the ring. One of the things that's great about it is that rings are really hit or miss this expansion. Is it a ring yeah. or is it an amulet? It's a it's, it's a, a ring. It's yeah. the Onyx Anulet. A N N U L E T. Yeah, it yeah. is a ring. It, it is. But like for, using my character as an example, I've got one of my rings is a four oh eight ring. Uh it drops mm-hmm. from heroic uh I can't remember his name, uh, Aragon, Heroic Aragon. The, it's the uh, seal of Diurnus Chosen. That's that's my my top ring, it's it's four oh eight. My other ring is a three eighty nine and I just barely got it. Uh it's actually from the the elemental storms. Because for a long time, I was wearing a, like a 359 blue and could not get a ring. So I think this is a really cool thing. But I want to let Liz get back to what she was saying. I just mean, I think I like it because you're going to go in and you're going to get everyone gets the annulet. It's, you don't have to grind for it. You don't have to do anything. But you can go grind for different stones, different things to put in it to make it better, to make it act differently. Uh, maybe you want mana regeneration. Maybe you want to light people on fire. I personally really like lighting people on fire. That's like... I could use some of that this I week. I mean, I, I know it's kind of weird because I am a healer, but lighting things on fire can be really satisfying. No, no, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just cold. I've, I need the fire. <laughs> no, I've met healers. There's no way you can argue that it's weird for healers. Healers really <laughs> like to... I honestly believe people go into healing for one of two reasons. One, they're control freaks and they mm. can't abide watching people just <laughs> dying everywhere. And they're like, I'm going to heal it then. And the other possible reason people go into healing is that they basically are harnessing that desire to set people on fire and, and trying to channel it for good. All right. I you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sidetrack us here. Matt, which one am I? I think you're the second one. <laughs> you're like the diabolical evil genius, but you're trying to use it for good. That, that's where I go with it. Generally. Okay. Dragons. That's fair. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Liz, uh, is just, Liz is just uh, lighting people on fire with her brain. As far as I'm concerned, when we're raiding. Well, I, I try to, but it is yet to work. And I mean, I, I mean, usually I just heal them. I mean, that's that's easier because trying to light people on fire with your brain, it gives you a headache. It's really hard work. But uh, <laughs> we we have all we have all wandered off on this one. D- but OK, what I like about the amulet is everyone can go in and just get it. You just get it. You don't have to grind for it. But if you do a little grinding through the vaults, you will get better things to make your amulet better and uh, do more stuff, like lighting people on fire. Great feature. Um, 
but also, if you don't like the vaults, if you don't like the grind, you can just say, well, to heck with that. I'm ignoring it. I'm going to do something else because there will be good gear in season two you can get that will upgrade it. This isn't one of those items that you're going to get. And it's like, oh, God, I have to have this for like the next five patches and I have to max it out or else I'm going to be behind the curve. No, so, I, I mean, I like this. These things in the game that are a little optional. Like, I feel like the entire Primal Storms thing, like all of them have been a little bit on the optional side because I don't they're there and I could go do them for catch up gear, but I don't feel obligated to go have to do them. And yeah. like the mm -hmm. um the the mages in um Azur Azur Span, whose name oh, I'm yeah. forgetting. Uh I oof, I, I we were just talking about <laughs> the other day. Now it's completely gone from it. It's yeah, it like goes you know, that's a grind you can do and it it even doesn't the cobalt assembly you can by find the way. a group and group cobalt yes, assembly. assembly. You can find you can jump into group finder and just find a group and grind out reputation pretty fast, but you don't have to. You can get gear there, but there are other ways to get gear that's just as good. So I haven't felt the need to grind out a lot of things. I'm going to go check out the vaults, but if I don't enjoy it, then I'm just going to say, yeah, I can get something in season two. So I think that's, that's like yeah. a nice balance there. One of the things I liked about the layering of stuff in this expansion is the, like, for instance, you were talking about the uh, the primordial storms there, the primal storms. Mm -hmm. I did them for a couple of pieces that I had really something low in while I was gearing up to get ready to go raid. And they worked really well for me for that purpose. Like, they they weren't, they were not replacing anything. And I and I only did, like, a couple of pieces and, and then and geared those pieces up to their, like, 385 state because that's all I needed from them. And I like content where you can take or leave as much of it as you want. Uh, do you want to like spend all your time doing it because you're never going to raid? Sure, go for it. Uh, are you just not? You just some people really like to grind. That's the thing is like we we sometimes forget this because you know we all have a different grinding threshold, and once you hit it, you're like, oh god, I can't grind anymore. But some people love to grind. Like old school prop pallies were like the masters of grinding in, in <laughs> vanilla and especially in Burning Crusade. I knew one prop pally who would just drop himself into like the. T do you remember on uh, you know, top of Black Temple? There were this constant waves of like demon oh. hunters. Yeah. Oh yes, mm -hmm. I know that because I yeah. I would I would do that as well. Holy yeah. paladins weren't as good at it, but they were in the ballpark. You could do it. Very hard to kill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But. But but prop pallies, I remember a prop pally friend of mine who was like we were tanking together at the time because my I they warriors had a drop at the beginning of BC but then in the middle of it we got better again because bosses did stuff that shield block would just make not happen. Uh, but he was like our our ad tank in Mount Hygel and you know because there was all those mobs come running up and he would like grab all of them with consecrate and so forth. He would go up there, he would drop himself into on the top of Black Temple and he would like bring three shields with him. <laughs> because he was going to break three shields grinding there. And he just grind and grind and grind and grind. So I like that. I don't want them to take grinding out of the game. I don't. People think I, I'm, I, I, people know I don't like to grind and they think that I want grinding removed. I don't. I just want it to be like this. I want it to be optional where if I get tired of it, I can go do something else and don't feel like I'm sabotaging myself. So yeah, I, I, I have, everything Liz is saying about it is pretty down home. Pretty excited about that. Plus, I also like that we're going to be learning a little bit more about Neltharian in this thing. Yes, uh, because this... I, I really want to see where the story is going here. Particularly knowing that we're already making the leap to Neltharian's laboratory in Patch Ten Point One. 
Speaking of which, did you see the greatest piece of news ever for Matt in particular that I just shared? Uh, I have. Um, (laughs) What are we talking about? There's a new Ash Condi. Oh, if you look at the email, there's actually a question about that. Hmm? I I knew that. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's actually, since you brought it up, we're going to talk about it. Um, I'm looking at the Mythic Mythic one. Um, That's interesting that it's Mythic Mythic in this picture. But it is... One person pointed out that the various there's like multiple recolors in the files. There's a recolor for every Dragonflight, color wise, red, green, uh, blue, kind of bronze and black, and then there's a there's another one that's kind of a purple color, which I think this mythic one is, and that's really interesting. It doesn't look exactly like Ashkandi, but the hilt's pretty close. Um, it is also it doesn't make the mistake the reclaimed Ashkandi made of being too small, uh, which was <laughs> Do just. We- do we know where we get the new Ashkandi? This is showing it's from Aberus the Shattered Crucible okay. Echo of Neltharion. Okay. Yep. Ah, that guy. Because it does uh. it does it does the uh it does Shadow Flame on hit, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, yes. But yeah, I, I'm am I excited about it? I'm I'm certainly hoping to get a, to get one. Um I, I doubt I'll get the mythic one, uh, but I I'm sure my raid will eventually get up to heroic. And I, I'm I'm super excited about you know collecting as many looks as possible. Unfortunately, I'm in a guild with with Transmog Maven Matt Foss, and so there will be a little arguing <laughs> on that one. Luckily, I'm DPS. Unluckily, I'm terrible. But luckily, I'm DPS, so I probably will get one before he does. Uh, I hope I need. But yes, uh, <laughs> people are already um, giving me crap about this weapon. So yeah, I, I'm I am quite aware of it. Ah, yeah, it's it's something. But yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of stuff coming in in the upcoming two patches that's just kind of nuts. Uh, well, I think we should probably do a real quick rundown of what features we're getting in ten point zero point seven, at least you yeah. know a, a general thing of it. I went and looked up the post that uh, I wrote, and then I'm positive somebody else re- you know revised because I was out with bad stuff happening in my life, but. We got first off the new zone, the Forbidden Reach. I think people really know that, but that's what's going to be where we do a lot of the new stuff. Although there's stuff coming to just the world in general. It's not all just going to be on the Forbidden Reach. Um, there's going to be the quest campaign, which is basically about the Drakthir's origins. Um, that's something that anybody can do. It's not limited just to the Drakthir. Uh, major rework for Unholy Death Knights and Retribution Paladins, which... Uh, Liz had already mentioned. There's also other stuff for paladins in general. Uh, yeah, some of the some of the stuff is in the general tree, and it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it. There's also going to be some changes for resto druids and resto shaman. So, Joe, there. He, now you speak, Joe. You were eating. No, that's just me muting myself so that I wasn't like coughing in everybody's ear. Um, <laughs> no, we're just getting a bunch of love, right? Like it's a bunch of of, of quality of life improvement trying to bring us back up and put us more in line with the rest of the healing classes. Cause we've been as much as I love uh Russell shaman. We've definitely fallen behind this tier a little bit. There's going to be heritage armor for both orcs and humans. And mm-hmm. I mean, I understand people who are like, really you give orcs and humans heritage armor. I mean, it's a fair point that there's lots of armor in the game already that you could basically say is a heritage set for orcs and humans, but they don't have an official one and they're getting it in the next patch. And you know, it is fair to say that there's other stuff that you could use for one, but they didn't have a set. And it's, they are like the, the two most 
the two most senior races in terms of like you know Warcraft as an entire setting. They're the guys that started it all. Warcraft orcs versus humans. It, it's orcs versus humans. So it is to, to my mind, it's always good that we get more stuff. So heritage armor for them is great. Uh, even though I have a a level 70 human warrior, so I could probably run out and get it immediately, but I don't think I'm going to, um, I don't think I'm that interested in it, but again, I think it's cool. Uh, we're getting new dragon riding stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. There, stuff. Yes. There's going to be new glyphs and a new like hovering ability that you can, that you can pick up. I think there are eight new glyphs to collect, which I'm like, that's going to be fun. And also it's going to be terrible because I'm really bad at dragon riding, but, uh, yeah, new yeah, stuff not- to collect, new abilities. I like that they're adding to dragon riding instead of just saying, oh, it's a new zone. You can't fly here. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I think that the dragonfly, dragon riding has enough. It isn't as easy as just flying over everything. Yeah. But it makes it easier to incorporate. I kind of find myself wondering how they're going to try and do just regular flying again after this is all done. I, can they even go back considering how much fun dragon riding is, how dynamic this is? Yes, I mean, they absolutely can, but I, I kind of hope well, they don't. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing that I find really like frustrating with dragon riding, like if I am back in the old world, I can just get on my mount and like hover there. And if I need to go AFK, I can just get on my mount and like hover above the ground and like be totally safe and walk away and come back. But uh you know, dragon riding, you can't, you can't do that. Like, you can't take a break. You gotta be in front of your computer and actively be involved the entire time. Which, gameplay-wise, that's great. You're super involved in playing the game. But uh, on the side of laziness... <laughs> uh, the game, I have to it- peep. You know, please at least <laughs> let me find some place I can land that isn't going to get me eaten immediately, please. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, um... Uh- you know, sometimes sometimes you don't want to put a lot of work into getting from place to place. And dragon riding does make you put some work in to get from place to place. So, I'm, I'm good at the part of dragon riding where I can I can usually figure out a way to get a, a really long way. Mm-hmm. Like I can figure out a rhythm to, to get up and go down yeah. and get up and go down. That's not my big problem. My big problem is finding anything. Like I overshoot everything. Like yeah. every time I'm trying to get to a place, it's like, I'm over there. Oh, no, I got to go back there. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I went too far. It's because you're going at like plus eight hundred percent speed or something like that. You can really zoom with dragon riding. Yeah, um, but also in addition to that, we're one thing that we're getting is uh, lightforged Draenei, worgen and goblins can be monks now, um, which I think they always should have been able to be. It's kind of crazy they weren't. Yeah, but, but now they can. So if you remember the lightforged Draenei starting area where you when you start rolling, you roll one and you have that. <laughs> half-naked crazy guy running around punching everything, you can be him now. So, congratulations. Tapatamos! Yeah, Tapatamos. Tapatamos? I thought he's Tapatamos. I can't remember. I think it's Tapatamos, but I don't don't remember. Tapatamos! Yeah. I will also say the the other thing that's here is holiday updates. We've been told that these holiday updates are coming. We still don't know what the holiday updates are. I'm not entirely sure if holiday updates actually made it into this. I don't know. I don't know either because I, I haven't heard have anything. Been, yeah, like, I think they might have been cut. What holiday would they even be doing? Our, like well, Fire I, Festival? I know when you, yeah, when you first wrote this post, you talked about Fire Festival and whether that could tie into the story somehow, which would have been really cool. But I don't actually think they're doing that. No, it doesn't seem it. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? We don't know. Uh, but also, final thing we'll mention is 
this one I didn't know about, and this is really cool. Improvements to the Zap Throttle Soul Inhaler, which will make it easier to collect the elemental souls required for most endgame crafting. While this is a small change, uh, a much-needed update to a clunky system. And, I, yeah, I, I, I'm the second sure. I saw this, I'm like, oh my god. That thing I'm is pretty hard. sure I I'm pretty sure I added that line because I was so hyped about this. Yeah, I didn't and know about actually, it. I straight up did not. Actually, I didn't know about this. until I opened this post to to read up on it for the podcast, I had forgotten because so much other stuff has happened since we first learned about ten seven ten zero seven. Yeah, that's how it goes. So yeah. uh, the other thing is it. Like the the soul inhaler is kind of starting to feel a little irrelevant because I mean I think a lot of people who have been actively playing it's like you've gone through your collection of early sparks to make that high end crafted gear and now it's just you're waiting for a random spark to drop and maybe you don't even need any more crafted gear so it's like they're improving the system which is insanely clunky like. If anyone out there has not had to use the Zap Throttle Soul Inhaler in order to collect a soul, an elemental soul for a crafted item, here is how it works. You get the Soul Inhaler, and you get a soul cage to put in the Soul Inhaler, and then you go find an elite elemental of the appropriate type. So if you want like a, an ice soul, a frost soul, you've got to kill like ice elementals. If you want an earth soul, you've got to go kill earth elementals. They have to be elite. So you go there and you channel the soul inhaler. Okay, you go there, you get their health really low, and then you channel the soul inhaler on them. You have to kill them while the soul inhaler, while you're channeling the soul inhaler. But if you try to attack them or cast anything, the the channel will break. And so you won't be able to do anything. And... Uh, then you get an item, which is like a bottled soul, but and it has a duration of 10 or 15 minutes, something like that. But you can't click on it. Don't click on it. I know it has a duration, but you can't click on it because that's like, I don't know, version one of it. Don't click on it. If you click on it, you'll get stuff out of it, but it won't be the soul you need. So you wait your 10 or 15 minutes and then it turns into another item, which may contain an elemental soul that you want for crafting, or it may not. <laughs> And then you have to start all over. You're waiting like you have to kill this thing. And then you have to wait like 10, 15 minutes to even find out if you got the appropriate drop. And then you got to do it again. And also the first time, the first time you use your soul inhaler, it uh, it brings up a message that says, this is going to bind to you when you use this. And you're like, yeah, I know I want to use it. But by the time you get around to like clicking that button and casting again, the, the thing you're trying to kill is dead. It's just... It's so annoying. And uh, yes, they're, they're streamlining all of this a little bit. I, I am really glad about that. Yeah, it, it is not a fun thing. Uh, quite frankly, it's it's much easier to do in a raid. Except that a lot of stuff you think should count doesn't. Hmm. Really yeah, that. it has to be. It's, yeah. it's, it's a real specific like list like process here. Yeah, so that's that's happening. That's getting improved. But, you know. It could be improved more. But regardless, uh, anything is better than nothing. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else we got going on. Oh, there's so much. There is a lot. We haven't even really talked about 10.1 much. Um, I mean, I think, we, we, we hit a lot of it last week. Yeah. But yes, but there's, we got, there's we got a lot to vault, talk so. about. Yeah, we got this Ascara Vault, which is nice. Um, <sighs> trying to think. Uh, da, 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 da. My God, I'm having a hard time getting my brain to function today. What did I have? I knew I had something. Uh, 
Uh, these these are all ten point one, but you know we we should still talk about it. So, um, in ten point one, they're going to have the Firak assaults, and those are basically, if you remember the the invasions going all the way back to Legion, it's it's not dissimilar in that like a zone will be attacked um, by Firak, who's one of the the incarnates and his minions, and you have to go out there and stop them from doing the bad things and you know, so forth. You, you, you know how this kind of goes. But yeah. what's interesting about it is, is compared to the elemental invasion type stuff is that it's just going to be one zone for a full 24 hours. Like, once the assaults have started in that place, that's where they're going to be for the next 24 hours. They're not going to be am- all over the map. They're going to be in that zone. Joe? So, I was looking at this earlier, and, like, I feel like this is the monkey paw curling of something I asked for, like, several years ago. <laughs> <laughs> So we we were talking way, way, way long ago about what other MMOs did right, and I remember bringing up the public quests from the Warhammer, uh, the Warhammer uh, MMO, which you know was a thing that existed, the Warhammer Fantasy MMO, and I was just thinking now with the f- uh, the Firak assaults, how many world like zone spanning events do we have that regularly rotate? Because now. We're going to have the assaults. The assaults are going to be happening at the same time. Potentially hunts are happening as well. Like, are you going to be doing hunts in the middle of a zone that is uh, being assaulted? Is that something that can happen? I don't see anything that says, let's see. It says it uses a similar thing to mark which zones are under assault, similar to the the centaur hunts. But can a centaur hunt occur in a zone that's under attack by the element, uh, the primalists? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. But... There's just a lot of these going on, and while it's a good thing, I'm wondering if they're going to add more in the next one, and more in the next one, and more in the next one. So, and I'm curious. Yeah, I, I mean, like, oh, sorry, let's go ahead. I feel like the invasion events have started to get a little samey. Like, okay, this guy's invading. Whatever, we've done this before. We've done this with the Burning Legion. We've done this over and over, and. You know, it, it feels like a kind of a yawn, even though this is new, exciting attack by the primalists. That's fair. I do. I do think it is one of those things we have to think about in terms of, you know, at the end of the day, if Firax shows up at the end of all of these assaults and drops an NPC off to fight you, it gets kind of like the Lich King in in, in Wrath, where he was like constantly just showing up, making a pronouncement, leaving. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're right here. Come on, fight us now. I don't want to have to get a bunch of friends together for this. Uh, you know, it's... But uh, you know, at the same time, you know, you don't want Fire Act to get taken out in a Fire Act assault. That's that's ridiculous. You know, we just yeah. You need, yeah. But you need to do them right for the the Shadow Flame Crest fragments, which are being used for the upgrade system coming in ten point one. I mean, there's other ways to get Shadow Flame Crest. Uh, yeah, I think fragments. you can get them from just about anything, right? They can yeah. drop can, from all sorts of uh, from all sorts of content. And it's not like the the Crest fragments you get from this are not like super powerful. I think they're they're Drake's level. Which is I I think that's the second lowest, like it's that's the normal mode version, because um, I think the absolute lowest ones are the wormlings. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I I know I remember I wrote a post about this and I already can't remember. Yeah. It. for um, uh, for people who aren't familiar with the upgrade system, you that coming in ten point one. I should be clear since we're talking about all kinds of patches today. Uh, in ten point one, you'll be able to upgrade gear with a new system, a currency called. Um, Matt, do you remember this? Yeah, the Shadow Flames crests are one of them, but the other well, one is something like 
Yeah, there's okay. So there's a currency you have to collect because there's always a new currency you have to collect. But you also have an upgrade item called a Shadow Flame Crest, and these come at different levels. Different, all sorts of different kinds of content are going to drop them, but higher level content drop better crests that it result in creating better gear. So yeah, I think you can get Shadow Flame crests from the world event, but you don't get like those really, really top tier Shadow Flame crests to yeah. upgrade things. You get like the ones that you get are basically as good as you would get for running normal mode dungeon raids and dungeons and stuff. So it's not it's not bad. It certainly is something you you might want to get. Uh, but it's not like you're going to feel forced to run yet another Firearm invasion. If especially if you're raiding anything above, nor if raiding normal mode or above, you are not going to need to do these. These are only going to be for people who want to get a jump on stuff or want to solo things. Um, I made sure to open the article just so I could actually answer that question as to what these things are called. Um, and they're called ah. flight stones. Yes, flight stones. Uh, so yes, yeah. Every upgrade is going to take a certain number of flight stones yeah, plus a crest. To give you an idea: the the, the whelpling shadow flame crests that you can get uh, from certain activities upgrade gear to the raid finder eye level. Um, Drake's shadow flame crests upgrade gear to normal raid eye level. Um, the worm's shadow flame crests upgrades gear to heroic raid level, and then there's the aspect shadow flame crest that can upgrade gear to mythic level. Uh, but that one is both very rare and there's only like one time it can be used. Um, so basically if you get your, if you're getting aspect shadow flame crests, it's just there so that you can bring all your other mythic gear up to mythic level. So you're not just, yeah, it's for people who are running mythic a lot. So that's that one yeah. we're not going to have to deal with, but since it's a Drake quest, I, I really don't feel like people are going to feel it's necessary to do the fire assaults uh, because you're just going to, you're going to be getting those all the time anyway. Um, but yeah, that's that. Uh, I didn't mention the the thing that's coming in. I don't know if in patch 10.1, Worgen are going to get a toggle yeah. called Tom the Wolf, where they can basically just pop. They, they will go into, into Worgen form in combat, and then they will just pop out of it again as soon as combat's done. That's something that Worgen players have been asking for for a long time. And yeah. it's similar to what happens with uh, Drakthir with, uh, with their toggle as well. So makes sense. I think they basically just said, "Oh, we've got this functionality. We might as well give it to the uh, to another race that shifts forms." So yeah, that, that made sense. I personally don't understand ever going back to human form if I'm playing my worgen. <laughs> snuffling. It's do they still do the snuffling? snuffling? Transmog. I actually the transmog and snuffling are the things I mentioned in the post, but I can't remember for sure if they do snuffling anymore because <laughs> they, yeah, I just haven't noticed it, it. It was gone for a while, then I think it came back, and I think it's gone again. I think they fixed it, broke it, and then fixed it again. It's been a while. Yeah, I, I haven't played my worgen in a hot minute. Yeah, I, I actually was playing my worgen the other day, but I didn't. I didn't notice the snuffling, but I wasn't really listening for it either. Um, but regardless, it you know, even if it's not something I'm personally going to use, it's still a cool thing to put in. Uh, letting players have control over the, something like that. I mean, that just works for RP, right? If you want, like, you want to RP your character as fully control of their worgen rage and only using it in battle and otherwise being a Gilnean and wandering around doing Gilnean things, you can. Or if you're like me and you're like, why would I ever turn back into like that small pink flat face thing? Because I don't like the human model in this game. Oh my God. Mm. It's better. Mm. It's better now, but it's still bad. I, I still don't like it. But regardless, that's coming. That's cool. Uh, I guess we should, should we talk about Diablo 4 here? Um, um you know, I, Diablo 4 is a thing that exists. Yeah. And uh, it's going to exist very soon. So, yeah, I think we should. Well, you mentioned in your response that the, the, 
it looks like downloading for the early access. If you already have, if you bought the game or otherwise have early access, downloading could start as as, as soon as tomorrow. Yeah, as the, which is which is 15th. March fifteenth. Yeah. yeah. So let me let me dial back and give you the basics. If you don't know, uh, Diablo Four beta starting this weekend. It is going to be. Um, it's early access to the beta, so you get access if you have already pre-purchased. You'll have access to the beta. Or if you've gotten codes through different promotional events like going to KFC and ordering a double down, which is a real promotion that really exists, uh, you will be able to get in on the early access beta starting Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific and lasting until Monday at noon Pacific. That's uh, March 17th to March 20th. So uh, you can get in on that. If you're super hyped about Diablo, you can play a sorcerer, barbarian, or rogue in this first weekend of beta. No druid or necromancer. Sorry, folks. But uh, those will be in the beta the following weekend, which uh, will be a completely open beta. Doesn't matter if you've pre-purchased it or eaten really, really greasy chicken. You will be able to download and play. And uh, early access people can start downloading the beta client on the 15th, Wednesday, March 15th. And uh, if you're listening to this on Friday when it's publicly released, you can go download it right now because uh, Diablo 4 early access will have started by Friday, March 17th. And I am so excited. I am so excited. I cannot contain myself. It's so close to Friday. Yeah, it is one of those situations where I like the, the the closer it gets, the the again that gif I keep mentioning it, but that this is happening gif keeps coming into my head. Um, also, I gotta say, I was trying really hard there to come up with a KFC related joke for Diablo Four, <laughs> but the the one that came into my head was like it's Lilith looking good, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, no brain. <laughs> No, Don't they already did. This. No, no, they already did the KFC dating sim. That was the thing that already happened, Matt. We yes. don't need to do that well, again. This wasn't in that one, so obviously they're going to have some Diablo-related DLC for it. I don't know what we're talking about anymore, and I'm a little afraid. Oh, you didn't and know I'm about not- the KFC dating I, sim? I I don't want to ask because you might have to tell me. Um, maybe after the show. After the show, <laughs> if, you, if you stick around for the for the for the after show, maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll go into that, uh, but maybe uh, we won't because no. we do like Liz. So I don't think we want to like drive her mad. I'll, I'll send her a picture of a capybara later. It'll be it'll balance it out. It's fine. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that's happening. Everything Liz said is true, uh, and even the KFC thing, which is mm-hmm. like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, uh, one of the things that, that one of the new things that I found out fairly recently, however, was that even during early access in the open beta, couch. Uh, consoles will have couch co-op. Um, I don't know, like I don't know exactly how it's going to play um, because I haven't seen it yet. But if you guys remember the original co-op that that Diablo's one through two had, uh, especially Diablo two, uh, you could you basically people would bring their computer over to other people's houses to play it together and, and go head to head. There are a lot of different ways you could do it. This one's going to have it from the get go. Uh, I am super interested in seeing how that works. Um, I don't think i'm gonna buy diablo 4 on consoles first thing mm-hmm. uh, partially because i'm still kind of hoping that even though the sale hasn't gone through yet and won't have by june um that that, that they'll still maybe get diablo 4 as a, a game pass game uh um, well i have so far bad, not said 
uh, I have go. bad news for you because they have said they are not planning on putting Diablo Four on Game Pass. That's that's sad for me. Um, but well, I'll probably I've got it right now on my PC. I've spent the money. It, well, not my money, but I spent money. It, it's here, and I I feel like that's going to be where I play it from the, the get go. But I am super interested once once I eventually do get it on the console because Diablo games are really good on console. Oh yeah, they I are. Don't, I don't know why, but they are. Um, they, it's ahead. really odd because they weren't originally like Diablo two and Diablo three weren't like originally console games. I don't think Diablo two was ever Diablo one was console. on the PlayStation though. Yes, it's true. Diablo one was on the PlayStation, but again, but, it wasn't originally so. But um, they feel so much like games designed for consoles, particularly Diablo three, where it's like you have the exact right amount of skills as you have controller buttons. This feels like a game totally designed for controller control. And, you know, you can modify your skills in all these different ways, but it's still it like has a it has a very good mapping to a controller and it just feels Mm -hmm. really natural to play on a controller. So I I, I I will actually even I, say that I think Diablo 2 did when they got the remaster. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that their port to console is astonishingly good considering that Diablo 2 is a more sophisticated game in terms of what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, but, but you're right about D3. I've I've ordered it on PlayStation. I am I am looking forward to checking it out. And uh definitely gonna be playing the beta, even though it doesn't have my favorite class, the Nancer. Well it does in the second one, doesn't it? I it will does be in waiting. This, it, yeah. In the in the second beta weekend, the open beta you can play a necromancer and a druid but that first weekend you cannot it's just those core three classes uh i forgot to mention i forgot to mention this really important thing that by playing the beta and getting to level 20 you can earn a wolf cub cosmetic pet which uh it like snuggles into your back it like snuggles into a little a little bassinet sling you have on your back and it just it sits there and naps while you slaughter demons and that looks really like you need to bring some adorable to your horrible demon slaying and bring the dark, adorable dark to the horrible like, i like that yeah yeah you need to bring some levity to this uh dark terrible world of diablo by having a baby wolf cub that you just carry around with you who sleeps on your back and occasionally snores and cuddles into its blankets. And, you know, that's, I didn't know I needed that, but I need that. So I have to play and get up to level 20. Uh, in mm-hmm. case in case anyone was wondering, you do not keep your progress into the live game. Uh, just beta testing. And there could be, there are going to be bugs. There are always bugs. It is a beta test. So... If you are interested in Diablo 4, get in there, play the game, submit feedback so it can get fixed before release, uh, and uh, have fun. I'm going to have fun. I hope I'm going to have fun. If I don't have fun, I'm going to be really sad. So far, a lot of the early reactions I'm seeing, uh, various sites have been posting like like reactions to things. Mm-hmm. So far, they've been pretty positive, which yeah. is really surprising considering the, how weird and chaotic the Diablo fan base has been lately. That is true. So... Uh, I'm a little heartened by that, but I think at this mm-hmm. point, uh, I think we talked about pretty much all of this stuff. Uh, we did mention that. So yeah, I think at this point we're going to actually move on to doing those uh, emails. Oh, you got something? I hear, I hear. I, yeah. I, I have two things that are, that oh, are actually the, this thing. Yes. Um, the, okay. Festival of legend. Go, go, go. Sorry. Yeah. Hearthstone. 
as a whole new expansion, which is both kind of a surprise because we didn't we didn't know about it before today, but kind of not a surprise because Blizzard does a really consistent schedule of Hearthstone expansions. This one is called the Festival of Legends, and it's all music themed. The Festival of Legends is, you know, in in our Hearthstone in-game lore, which is a little wibbly. Uh, there is a giant music festival held in Thousand Needles which we are all going to. Each class is associated with a different genre of music. Each class will have like a, a legendary that is like a musician in this genre and a legendary representing their like best song. Uh, <laughs> so it's a really, it's a fun, weird, interesting theme. There are also going to be weapons, which are going to be musical-themed weapons. Like, there's the Arcanite Ripper, which we are all familiar with. Maybe we're all familiar with. Uh, there are also going to be harmonic spells. So you have a spell in your hand, and it can be a it can be harmonic and then harmonic. I'm saying that wrong. I know how to word. Um, it can be harmonic or it can be dissonant, and it will. While it's in your hand, it will switch from one to the other every turn. And so, you know, you choose when to play it, which effect it will have. So uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, da, 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 da. There are also some, like, you know, Hearthstone really goes hard on its themes. There are also some minions who will be soloists who only have specific effects if they're the only card on your side of the board. And they're going to be like, We've, we've seen things like this, but now they have kind of a specific name and theme. Um, the big, the, the big da, 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 keyword is called Finale that's being added this expansion. And uh, you get a special bonus on Finale cards if you play them and spend all of your mana. So you might want to plan on how and when to play this, which order you can play your cards in so that your Finale card spends like your very last mana and gets a bonus effect. Uh, but priests are actually getting a little interesting buff here, which is kind of unusual. We've never seen them do something like this in an expansion. Priests are getting a class keyword that only priests will have called overheal. So, uh, you know, Joe and I are healers here. We know all about overhealing. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, thing that, it's a thing that happens. But when uh, cards can have an overheal effect on them, so when you overheal something, it will do something specific. And the example they give is a card, a minion called Heartbreaker Hedonis, and has an overheal effect where if you overheal him, he's going to deal five damage to a random enemy. Uh, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm into it. And it, you know, it plays into kind of the priest's inherent uh, inherent strengths because they, they, they're priests. I mean, even if you're a shadow priest, you got a little healing. And uh, I, I think it's really interesting. Priests have been kind of on the low end of classes in Hearthstone lately, so it's interesting that they're coming out and adding this uh, this feature for them. And there is also, I don't know, I don't know if this is like the best part of the expansion, but uh, Hearthstone Battlegrounds is getting a new Battleground Bash, which is actually, I think this is going to come out before the expansion, not necessarily tied. Uh, it's a Battleground Bash called Corgi Cup Collection. It is corgi themed. It is themed all around corgis. There are all these corgi emotes, and it's just, I want it. I I want it, which is a problem because I don't <laughs> like battleground bashes. I think battleground bashes are stupid. Uh basically, if you if you don't know, 
Battleground Bashes are a collection of cosmetics for Hearthstone Battlegrounds, and you pay $10, and then you have to go and play enough to get enough to earn enough bashes that you can bash open and get each collectible item in there. And it's it seems really annoying to go all through that. And you've also paid money, and then you also have to play a bunch and you unlock enough to like bash open all of the rewards. But but also corgis i want this i want this in my life no word on when that is going live though so uh soon soon maybe soon we'll see okay uh but now i think we can move on that's no, it uh <laughs> one more, one oh, more thing i do have one more thing that yep. i snuck in at the very end which uh actually happened shortly before this podcast a blizzard announced that they have banned 120,000 bots in World of Warcraft Classic, which uh, I have certainly heard a ton of complaints about botting in Classic lately, but 120,000 bots? So what I'm hearing that is the the like, true the true classic uh the true classic experience. Yeah, yeah, it really does sound like the true classic experience. 120k sounds just wildly high. They have also changed the rules for Death Knight character creation in which you they're changing them back to the original rules in which you have to have a level 55 in order to make a death knight they had when they rolled out wrath classic they had uh, walked that back so you could create your first death knight without having you know any characters they wanted people to be able to jump into wrath classic and play a death knight immediately if they wanted to and uh, but a lot of these bots play death knights because death knights are super powerful and you can just jump in and make a death knight at level 55 and get your botting on. So uh, now they're trying to dial back on the availability of death knights to brand new accounts. And they've banned 120,000 of them. My God, that's just so much. Uh, that's that's all I know about that. I thought that was pretty wild. I find myself wondering how many they actually had because... When you ban that many, there's usually more that are still yeah. out there. So, uh, yeah, like that's a that's a reasonable chunk of like how many how many people are playing the game WoW Classic? I don't know at all. I mean, like, are there like that's that's like a if there if there are a million people playing it recurrently, then that's over ten percent of the player base just got axed. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's fascinating. That that is a lot of bots. And so many bots, so many bots. Uh, so Handle I guess them. we'll see if this is yeah, <laughs> is this enough bots to make an impact on the classic community? And to like, are you still going to see bots everywhere? Are you still going to see that crazy economy inflation because bots are everywhere farming gold and selling it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. One hundred twenty thousand though. That's that's got to make an impact. Maybe <laughs> bots are strong. There, it's 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 a constant it's, battle. That's right? true. I, yeah. I remember back in the day, the, the thing is, is that anybody could have predicted that the change to the rules for Death Knights um, yeah. was, was going to make this happen. Because I know bots were doing it anyway back in the day, yeah. you know, because they almost every bot had at least one level 55 or above character they could, you know, use to spring load on. And Death Knights were really good. Even even just the things you were talking about, like they just they're really strong. Does, yeah. Are they doing the thing? I don't remember if Wrath Classic's not doing dedicated tanking or heal tanking or DPS specs. They're all every spec can tank or DPS, right? So they're I even it's, stronger. It's like the it's the it's the original flavor Death Knight. Yeah. So yeah, they're even stronger. 
because you could just come up with like some crazy uh, frost tanks back and just go nuts. So yeah, I, I not that oh. I did that, but I absolutely did that. <laughs> oh, I do have one more thing after my I last did. one more thing. <laughs> I thought I'd gone through my one more thing, uh, but there was a, a community Q and A with Ian Hezakostas this afternoon, and the. I thought the most interesting thing he mentioned was about Drakthir being able to be other classes, that Drakthir could learn to wield axes and hurl frost bolts and all of those things. He did not, you know, make any specific promises there, but he did say that, yes, this is coming, but you, you know how Blizzard is, making these statements that are, like, flexible enough that maybe we could walk back on it, but it does make sense. I've always felt that... Uh, uh, it, it, that uh, Drakthir will be able to be other classes eventually. My guess is next expansion. Are the yeah, that would make this sense. Expansion? That would make but sense. But we'll, you know, we'll see. But I should probably also, mention too when you're done. Go yeah. ahead and finish. But he he also dashed our hopes and dreams of having other races be evokers because in his example, he said gnomes are not going to suddenly sprout wings or start breathing fire in which he has clearly forgotten that gnome monk, gnome brewmaster monks can indeed breathe fire. So we've got that covered. Uh, the and wings, gnome, warlocks can, gnome warlocks can sprout wings. I, <laughs> the, I there mean, was an entire warlock here set for that. I'm just saying. There's... Uh I'm just imagining right now. Some skills. <laughs> I'm just imagining someone like someone comes along and goes, "Yes, I'm an evoker," and it's two gnomes in a trench coat, the warlocks <laughs> up top, the monks on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you got you got your bases covered, but uh, Ian said that no, uh, he made it sound like no evokers are not going to be moving to other classes because that's really it. Really is tied into their whole aesthetic with the you know the wings and the breathing fire they kind of they're experts in that uh, yeah i will point out that there's also been some data mining that oh argues, yes yes uh that, that, that basically wowhead did a post talking about how there's evidence in the data mining not only that evokers are going to get a third spec and that that third spec is going to be weird uh but that abyssian uh, aka ebonhorn is going to be involved pretty heavily in the quests that lead up to it um i i Looking over what they have, I mean, it, it, keep in mind, it is data mining. It could be stuff that they've just have left in the build, but are not going to use because mm -hmm. that's happened before. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at it, it does look like it's something I've no Joe has talked about a lot. Uh, it's it's a buff based spec. Yes. Yep. It's it's a it's a like buff bot spec. That's that's what it does. It it boosts your party or raid. And I mean, it does, I'm sure they still have abilities to do damage themselves and so forth because you really can't solo in WoW without them. But it is built up around buffing. It kind of reminds me a little bit of other MMOs. I mean, it, it really reminds me of several Final Fantasy ones. Uh, it also reminds me of early Paladins. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking when reading about it because Paladins had, I mean, we still have some blessings, but in like OG paladins had a ton of blessings and buffs that they could pass out. And devotion auras and, and various other auras besides devotion aura, but yeah. devotion aura, various yeah, other yeah, auras. Well, mostly devotion aura. Yeah. But I mean, I remember there was like blessing of kings. I don't know. You guys don't still have that. Do you? Yeah. But back no, in the day, it's not. It's been BK, gone. BK was like the big one. You wanted like, if, if nobody else, the tank absolutely got blessing of kings. Because it added yeah. so much uh, in terms of stats. It was just an amazing uh, blessing. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think we're going to get, like, 
do you think this is going to just turn out to be smoke or do you think we're going to get uh, a third evoker spec that's a buff bot? What do you, what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? We'll go with, with Liz um, first. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying that, oh, Blizzard has never done this. Of course they aren't going to do this. And uh, I mean, I think Blizzard, you know, if Blizzard wants to totally break the mold on this, they could. And I don't know, are they? It's a really interesting idea and it's a really interesting style of class. I would love to see it. I hope they do because this is the sort of class, well, the sort of spec that sounds super interesting super new, super exciting to me. So I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed over here. Joe? I've been screaming about it for like eight years, so yes, I want this. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I also know I, how you feel about evokers. My problem, <laughs> my problem with evokers in general is the same problem I have with every hero class when it's introduced. Overtuned and blows the way pretty much every other, anything else in its class. We were just talking about Death Knights in, in Wrath Classic. Yeah, when Death Knights yeah. released in Wrath, they were everywhere because they were doing more damage than most melee. They were more survivable than any other tank. Like That was just it. Monks had the same problem when they first released with all three. Like They were superior melee. They were superior healers. They were superior tanks. It's it, Demon Hunter is the same thing. It's just, it's just what happens, right? And it takes a while to find the niche and the balance. That aside, pushing that 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 sort of part of me to the back of my brain and saying, hush now, I want a buff class. I've always loved buff classes. One of my favorite classes, or two of my favorite classes that ever existed in MMO were the Runecaster from uh, the Lord of the Rings MMO because it was very much a buff slash hybrid slash swing uh, type of class. And then controllers from City of Heroes, because controllers in City of Heroes were 100% a buff class. It was all about debuffing the opponents, buffing your party, making you do more damage, make you more survivable, while also slowing your opponents down or controlling the flow of the fight. And it's a much more interesting gameplay. The biggest problem that I've had with WoW in general is the same problem I have with D&D. And I, you know, I was going to mention at least tabletop role playing at least once tonight. <laughs> it's that every character can be a standalone and doesn't necessarily need everybody around them. You can be the star of your own show. We see this with people that top the damage meters or top the healing meters or whatever the case is. This is a lot more collaborative gameplay potential, right? So if you are not focusing on being the number one DPS and you're not focusing on being the number one healing. You're focused instead on buffing the raid, maximizing uptime, reducing incoming damage, uh, controlling the flow of the fight. And Matt referred to, you know, people become healers for one of two reasons. Like one is being a mastermind and the other one is being an evil get. Um, if a true honest to God buff class comes to this, I would consider stopping healing for it. That's what? how much I want this. Wow. Because it is, it is, it is the most, it is me. It is, it is the tactical thinker yeah. style class spec. And at that point, yeah, I would probably give up healing and go whole hog into it. Well, that's an endorsement. Um, yeah. So I, I've never played a class like this, except maybe a bard in, in actual D and D where they sort of like have a little bit of everything. Uh, but yeah, it is something that we don't have any confirmation on this, that it's going to happen. 
what form it's going to take, nothing. This is all data mined. Uh, but I do think it's interesting to look at it because uh, one of the things that's funny too is that people, uh, one of the things mentioned in the post is that when they were being interviewed uh, by Tao Lee, by the way, if you want to know who was doing the interview, um, you should actually watch her stuff. It's kind of interesting. Uh, anyway, though, one of the things they pointed out is that when Morgan Day was being spoken about this, he didn't actually deny it. What he says was, I'm going to read the quote. I mean, we've never really added a spec, so I can't really speak to that. Uh, you know, when we're talking about evokers, we really wanted to add a range DPS spec. Like that was the goal and they've got the big old wings. So there's lots of discussions about what that would look like in melee range and stuff like that. So tanks were discussed in the early days when evokers were a glimmer in our eyes. You'll notice he didn't, there's no actual answer here. Are you going to be doing uh, a third spec? You, he didn't say yes or no. He just said, we've never really done that. Mm -hmm. You know, you never really added a, a class that was limited to one race. Before. I mean, that's kind of also incorrect. They did it with druids when they broke, when they broke feral into two parts. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely, they absolutely added a spec. Yeah. But they, the argument could be made that they didn't, they didn't add one conceptually. They just took the two parts of feral and made them distinct, which they should have all along. My argument, but, would, my counter argument would be that they made them full fledged enough that that it's almost as if they added another one to begin with. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, but I agree with you that, that it is technically an incorrect statement. Uh, and for that matter, I mean, you know, in the process of not really answering the question, he then made us think, what would a tank evoker be like? Which is like, man, <laughs> come on. Uh, but regardless, uh, yeah, I think at that point we are pretty much done and we've got time, so we don't have to do the emails, which I feel a little bad about. Uh, but you know, we'll roll them in. Maybe next week we'll get to them. Uh, the last email, I, I'm really sad for you, Corn. Sorry. Uh, Joe would have had to explain that, and it would have been funny. Uh, but <laughs> Next time. And I would, Joe, I'm looking forward to that one. Anything? I'm really looking forward to that one. I really want to answer that question. Dang it. Steal it Steal it for Lore Watch, man. You know what? I'm going to steal it for Lore Watch. Go for it. We haven't had an off-topic Lore Watch in a while. Maybe that'll be. Maybe that's Sunday. Maybe we're going to have an off-topic. <laughs> It's been a few months. But anyway, right. if you don't mind. No, uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions of patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast setting community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Uh, thank you very much, Joe, and thank you to Liz for being here and really doing a lot of the heavy lifting because uh, I think both Joe and I are a little out of sorts this week. So thank you for that, Liz. Thank um, you, Liz. I'm I'm here to talk enthusiastically about Hearthstone because someone's got to. Someone yes. has to. Someone that someone is to. me. Yep. And hey, you talked about enthusiastically about other stuff too. So yeah. Um, I I am I am very excited. There's a fair amount I, to be enthusiastic yeah. about. Really. Yeah. So I kudos I for that. I keep trying to talk my raid leader into pausing raiding until 10.0.7. So I get all my cool paladin stuff, uh, but I haven't gotten him into it. So I'm just going to have to like call in sick for the next couple. Maybe no one will notice, right? Possibly shouldn't no have mentioned one... it on the podcast. But... <laughs> no one will know. I mean, no one, no one from the guild listens to this. It's going to be fine. They're really in the comments, aren't they? Like right now in the channel saying things, but anyway, uh, hmm. it, if if Liz is done possibly sabotaging her own plans, uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here with us. Uh, we're going to be back next week, hopefully with more stuff to talk about. So thank you very much. Take it easy and see you next week.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.